estar ministrando allá atrás. Brother Fabio is going to be ministering back there, so uh, I know it's going to be a blessing. Next Wednesday, he'll be in here with us, and we're going to hear a powerful, powerful testimonies. Pastors are coming up. If you want a class in English, you may have a seat, and uh, we'll get started. Amen. Andrew, you all right, Andrew? I'm good. Okay, man. You got set up pretty good this morning, I'm just saying. But anyway, praise God. Amen. Are you blessed tonight? All right. Praise God. <laughs> Everybody looks good tonight. Amen. Um, man, we're going to have a good time Sunday. I want to encourage you. Invite somebody. Invite some friends. We're going to have a great, great time. And uh, I know uh, God's going to do some things. Be praying for... Uh, Trey and Blanca and the kids, if you notice, they haven't been here a couple of uh, services. Started off with a baby. She got sick. Uh, and then Lucas got hit. Uh, Mama got hit. Trey got hit. Uh, they've all been down with the flu and all kinds of uh, stuff like that going on. Really, really hard. The babies have, haven't really been eaten. Um, I think uh, uh, the baby girl has just been eating uh, uh, applesauce for the last three or four days, I think. So just be praying for them. I went to go see them today, uh, and she still wanted to cook a turkey for us for Thanksgiving, and uh, just uh, be praying for them. They're doing better. They're turning the corner, but just be praying for them, all right? But that's why they're not here. Um, Andrea wasn't feeling well, but she's here today. Praise God for that, uh, and it's good to see everybody in the house. Amen? That's right. Praise God. We're talking about this um, uh, month. We're talking... Um, on a subject that we want to uh, just introduce to you, and we and we may talk about it on Wednesdays this uh, next month, December, but more on Sundays especially, uh, and that is learning from the past and building for the future. Learning from the past, what a powerful, powerful subject, okay? One of the things that I like uh, uh, about the season that we are in, pastors, is that uh, We've been here such a long time, you know, and, and of course, it started with pastor, 40 years, but I'm 30 years into it. You're about 26, 27 years into it. Pastor Kerry, you're about 20 years into it, you know, uh, here in the ministry, I'm, I'm saying, and, and we've got long-term people. Uh, Nathan was born and raised here, I think, uh, and uh, so we've got a lot of long-term people, things like that. Sister Rosemary's been here. 35, 36 years, maybe 38 almost. I don't know. She's been here a long time. Uh, Brother Benny, Sister Alice has been here even before pastors started here. They started in Rawls, not Lubbock. Uh, Sylvia, um, Richard kind of started in Rawls. I don't know. I hear some things, man. I don't know. I've been trying to get him to share his testimony. It's pretty powerful. His testimony is pretty powerful. He was like, he was almost in, right? Like, like one in, one out, maybe? But then now he's in Lubbock, and he's all the way. Praise God. Praise God for that, all right? No, he's got a powerful, a powerful testimony. So, so one of the things that I, I really enjoy about this season is it's, it's so powerful how we can expect to build 
because of the things that we've learned in the past, man. It's so good, you know. Pastor Kerry, you and I have talked, and, and uh, we've shared some things about how sometimes ministers come to us, and, and they ask us for advice, or they talk to us, and we encourage them because we've already been through that season, you know. And we can encourage them, and we can help them. And, man, it's just so powerful. So we're talking about learning from the past, building for the future. I talked to Pastor Elude. He'll be ministering Sunday. He got so excited about this. He said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this as what the series we're going to do this, this year as well. Uh, he loved it so much. But there's a scripture that, that I want to read and start off with, and then uh, we'll jump into it. Uh, because it talks about Abraham, his faith, and how we can learn from that. How he, how, how, you know, you can look into his past and how he built for the future. But it says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later, okay, it's very important to understand that, he was called to go to a place that he would later, he didn't know this, but he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed, okay? Key word here is obeyed. And then here's the other key word. It says, obeyed and went even though. And that's something that I've learned, pastors. Because, you know, as a young pastor, you want to know where you're going. What's God doing? What has he called you to do? What exactly, where is he going to go? What door is he going to open? Who's going to, I mean, we want it all mapped out. When you got to understand, walking in faith is being obedient, being faithful, and having a good attitude about it. Attitude is everything, man. We're touching on that in January concerning our attitude of faith. Man, it, there's some things I'm going to share here in a minute that you'll find out attitude is what Abraham did concerning his faith and his walk. But these things here, these things here are so important, okay, to be able to build for the future, okay? And that's so powerful. He obeyed and he went even though, pastors, even though. Pastor started this ministry he was obedient to God. He, uh, he was willing to live wherever he needed to live, wear whatever he was needing to wear, whatever it took. Uh, Sister Mighty was willing to go along with him, even though it wasn't a for sure thing. It wasn't a for sure thing. Maybe he would have ended up back in Rawls if it didn't work. He didn't know, you know, but he did it anyway, okay? Later he got... Uh, you know, the state theater for free. You've heard that testimony. Then they built in, on Sherman. And then finally they got here. But all those things, God, you know, as ministers, God doesn't show us every step of the way. And we'll be like, oh, yeah, let's try. No. <laughs> Man, I wish he would. We believe just like you. Okay? We don't know. But here's the thing about faith. And here's the thing about learning from the past and building for the future. Is no matter what, we have to be obedient and we have to be faithful, and we have to have a good attitude about it, okay? So I'm going to set this up, and uh, I want to share some things, but I want to let you guys in on it. So here's the thing. Here's what I've learned, pastors, right quick, and I'll set it up, and you guys can help me out here. Here's some things that, and I wrote down a lot of stuff, but here's some things that I've learned. I've learned some things from the past. Number one, I've learned to wait on God, okay? Now, in your waiting... It's not just, well, I'm, I'm just going to wait on God and just see what he does. No, no, no. Waiting means you're still working, you're still doing, you're still praying, you're still preaching, you're still helping. You're still, that's, that's part of the waiting process. Yeah. I've learned to wait on God. Because when you make things happen, 
When you quit before it's too early, when you step down before you're not supposed to, when you step up when you're not supposed to, I mean, you've got to wait on God. Number two, I've learned to love people. Man, sometimes, you know, uh, Pastor Kerry brought up a subject one time about some regrets that he's had in the ministry in the past or in his life that sometimes come back and haunt him. There's things in the past that I'm thinking, man, you know, gosh, I could have handled that situation a whole lot better, man. You know, because when I was a young preacher, I mean, I was hardcore. You remember Pastor Furman? I mean, hey, you five minutes late, you sitting down. You just sit down. Five minutes late. I mean, but I I was, uh, what's that word? I was very, um, God, what is that word? Where you're just so ambitious, huh? No, not legalistic. Uh, so, so just like. He was zealous. Zealous, that's it. I was so zealous about the things of God that. You didn't get three strikes. You got one strike, you're out. You're out, man. Because you're just not qualified for leadership like that. I learned from the past, man. You know? I can't do that. Okay? But I've learned. I've learned. Okay? So don't be afraid to talk to me. Okay? Please. I've learned to love people, man. I've learned to love people. In fact, just now, I was running around all over the place, and, and it's, it's just awesome. Number, th- num- number three, I've learned to serve God by serving people, which means church. Serve God. Now, you say, well, you're a pastor now, things like that. Pa- being a pastor, being up here on this platform is just serving at a larger scale capacity. Before I got up here to teach with, with, with these pastors... I was making sure that Sister Mary had some stuff going on and knew where this was. And then I was with Sister Yoli and Sister Mireille, and we were working out things back there for tomorrow or for Sunday's logistics. I was working with the, the building process, this, that, whatever. So by the time I got to the platform, I had already been all over the building strategizing. And here's the thing. Here's my attitude. I love doing it. Amen. My attitude is not, oh, man, why do I have to do this? How come Pastor Kerry's not doing this? Where's Pastor Furman at? Where's, you know, no, 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 no. My attitude is, I love to do this. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And that's my attitude, okay? I want you to know, if you look at Scripture, God looks at people's attitudes. And people can be disqualified because of attitude. It affects your faith. It affects your relationships. It affects your opportunities. Man, you guys jump in. Amen. Yeah. You know, this is a great topic because, you know, with the young adults yesterday, we didn't get off of faith. We stayed on faith, you know, you know, walking by that faith, not by sight. Right. And so I gave them a scripture yesterday. And I think this scripture impacted me when I was a young man. And so I'm going to read it to the congregation in Romans chapter 15. And, and, and it, it impacted them, I hope, as well as, as it impacted me. And it kind of changed my perspective. Right. In Romans chapter 15, verse one, it says, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings, right, of the weak and not please ourselves, right? Each of us should uh, please uh, our neighbors and build them up for good. For even Christ did not please himself, but it is written, the insults of those who insulted you have fallen on me. Number four, this is, this is the crux. For everything that was written in the past, 
we're talking about the past, mm -hmm. was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement, they might provide hope. That's good. And so I, we were teaching uh, yesterday, we were talking about that everything that is written is written to give us encouragement. It's written to spur us forward, and it's written because there is hope in these scriptures. Amen. And so when we live this out, right, when we live out what God is preaching, what God is saying, what his word is teaching us, when we live it out, we're going to do it not because we're pleasing ourselves, but we're pleasing them, and we're pleasing God. Amen. And when you have that type of attitude and that perspective, then you're going to keep going forward, even though everything in your sight is telling you, give up. And that's one of the things that I, I think we can learn from the past is when we read God's word and we put it into uh, applicable actions in our life, we're going to see the glory of God. Yeah. Even though we don't have everything, even though we're not the richest, even though we don't have the best of everything, we're going to see God show up yeah. in our life. And that is going to keep our hearts and our attitudes content. And that's, I think that's the best that we can ask for. Yes, absolutely. You know, I would say, man, for me, um, learning from the past, building for the future, one of the things I've learned is that everything, every, every place that you find yourself at is preparing you and setting you up for the next thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In my life, that's what I've seen. And I'm pretty sure everybody in here can, can testify to that. So when Scripture says the steps of the righteous man are ordered right. by the Lord. Mm-hmm. For me, I look back on my life, and if you don't know my history, before I was ever a pastor, um, I worked at a camp called Victory Camp for three years. And then when I moved back to Lubbock, I worked at the Lubbock Boys and Girls Club for seven years. And um, that was 10 years, right? Now, I had no idea to this day, I often look back on those three years at Victory Camp and those seven years at the Boys and Girls Club and how much they have helped me and they still help me today to build for the future. Yeah. See, everything, every time, every place you find yourself in, God is using it to set you up for the next thing. Yeah. And we see this in scripture all over the place. Joseph, when he was in prison, yes, sir. God used that to help him to the next thing. Right. Right? When he was in Potiphar's house, God used that to help him get to the next thing. Yeah. David, when he was a shepherd boy, God used that to prepare him for the next thing. Yes. And so for me, my life, and I'm pretty sure everyone else can say, can say that, man, don't, wherever you find yourself at, okay, wherever God has you, don't, for me, I have learned not to take it lightly. Yes. I've learned to be open to what God is teaching me in that moment. Mm -hmm. So there was a summer at Victory Camp where I was working in the kitchen serving 400 kids a day. And I was like, I was there every day for the summer serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner, waking up at 6.30 a.m. and going to bed at like 10 p.m., getting a few breaks in between there, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner to the kids. And I'll never forget, throughout that summer, I was like, I thought I was called to preach. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck does this have to do with preaching? Yeah. It has a lot to do with it. Right? But God was yeah. working on my character in that moment. Yeah. Can you still serve me with an excellent attitude back here when it's just you all by yourself mm. cutting up lettuce? Good, Can yeah. you still serve me with excellence when there's nobody here to say, man, Carrie, you're doing an awesome job on them hamburgers. Can you still give me excellence? <laughs> and see, God was working on me. So that's so what I'm saying. Like, 
when it comes to learning from the past, building for the future, I just don't want us to think like, hey, wherever God has us, he is, he's got us there for a reason. Yeah. And before he can set you up for the next thing, man, take it seriously. Take, take, every, take in every single lesson. Because, again, it's kind of like how we talked about on Sunday. Before you can get to that next level, man, you got to be willing to get at this level. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You'll stay where you are until yeah. you learn and get it right. Yeah. One final example. My mentor, Pastor Kevin, at the church that I worked at in Houston, they had this, the church, the sanctuary was inside this big old dome. All right, Andrew's been there. And it sits 5,000 people. And so every year he would be responsible for cleaning the dome by mm. harnessing in through the top and, and rappelling down and scrubbing with bleach. I did it once, and mm. it was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. But when he, he would do it every year, and every year he would have a terrible attitude about it. Mm. Every year he would have a terrible attitude about it. And one day when he was up there, he, he screamed out to God like, God, don't you know I'm called to preach, right? <laughs> While he was up there scrubbing that dome. And God told him, he said, basically God just told him, hey, check your attitude. He said, the minute you check your attitude, you'll never have to do this again. And so he did it that year. And the next year when he was asked to do it again, he did it with a whole lot better <laughs> attitude. After that, he was never asked to do the dome again. But yeah. again, I say, where God has you, he has you there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's to learn, it's to develop us, it's to develop our character, it's to develop our integrity, it's to develop our work ethic, it's to develop our excellence, it's to develop our attitudes and, and how we treat people because the next thing he has for us, we're going to take the lessons we learn to build for the future. That's yeah. right. You know, uh, T.D. Jake said this, it was pretty powerful. He, he was talking about the crushing of the, um, the, the, the olive, you know, how it has to go through a press, but, but the stronger the oil and things like that, the, the more crushing, you know? Yeah. And what people don't realize is uh, you want a strong anointing on your life? Yeah. Man, you got to go through some past experiences sometimes. Mm -hmm. In fact, I used to ask God, God, you know, I want to be a, a great minister. I want to be a great preacher. But it's not just preparing yourself to be able to speak eloquently or sharply or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. Uh, some of it, you know, you got you to work on, but when you go through stuff, then you got something to preach about. The hard part is going through the stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> so if you're a young minister, before you ask God to make you this great preacher, be careful what you're asking for. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, because you're going to go through some crushing that you can learn from the past. Yeah. But... Can, like you can said, I say something? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so like, and I know we're talking about ministry, right, church, because that's what we're here for, to learn from the past, build for the future, especially in this ministry. But in your personal life, this applies as well. Yeah. So I was talking to a, a gentleman at the gym about three months ago, and he was talking to me about how, man, he, he, he's got a job, and he's, this other company was trying, is trying to get him to come work for them. And he, he works a job where he oversees, like, 10 employees, and he's, like, the foreman over the job where he's at. And he's like, if I go to this other job, I'm going to be getting paid a lot more. But, man, it's a lot more responsibility. I'm going to have, like, 30 dudes under me and this, that, whatever. And I told him the exact same. I said, bro, the thing that you are at now has been preparing you for the next thing. That's right. Yes, sir. I yeah. said, man, if you're, if you're bossing up right here and people are following you, and there's a reason this guy came to you, dude. Yeah. I was like, so I'm just saying what you've been at for the last five years, yeah, you you've been prepared. Mm -hmm. for the next thing. I was talking to him this morning. Mm -hmm. I said, so did you take that job, dude? He said, yeah, man, I took it a month ago. 
He's like, and I love it, dude, and it's been beneficial for my family. So, yes, we're talking about many, but this is life in general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, the thing that you are at, God is using to help and yeah. teach us to prepare us for the next thing. Amen. And that's what we were talking about yesterday in class as well. You know, do not try, do not curse your struggles. Mm -hmm. Those things that are stressing you out right now, do not curse those things. A lot of Christians like to get all spiritual and say, God, take this away from me. No, 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 no. Learn in the midst of the yeah. process because as you learn, God will get you to grow to the next level. Yeah. And so we have to understand that and we have to grasp that as believers. If nobody else, as believers, we have to grow in the process because it's all inclusive. It's not just... All, we're all at the, at the mountaintop. We're going to be in the valley sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to learn in the valley just like we do in the mountaintop. And so we have to grasp a hold of that process. Wherever you're at right now in life, learn from it right now. Because somewhere down the line, you're going to be able to help some young believer get up. Because we have to lend a helping hand, just like the verse that we read just a while ago. We, we have to help each other in our weaknesses. And so, and that's what being a believer is, is learning from your past experience, holding on to them, growing from them, and knowing that you're not always going to be there because there's going to be good seasons and bad seasons in everything that you do. But we're going to learn in the process, and that's what you have to grasp a hold of. Yeah. You know, just like in my life, I see young ministers now sometimes look for you, Carrie, and uh, they're, they're going through some struggles that you're able to help them with only because you had those struggles in the past. And whether you messed them up or whether you did things right, you learn from it, and now you can teach them. But at the moment, you're like, why? What is beneficial about this? You know? What is beneficial about this? Fast forward, what happened is you're receiving an inheritance later on that you didn't even realize. So the important thing is just obey Go by faith and have a good attitude on the journey, okay? Here's some things that I've learned from the past because you're talking about, you know, not necessarily learning from all the negative stuff, but one of the things I've learned from the past, and this has not just, not just ministry but in everyday life, is I've learned from the past that God is taking care of me. Amen. When we get ready for, to build for the future, when I start getting ready and start thinking about building for this and building for that, sometimes fear can kind of creep in. And you start looking at the numbers or you start looking at this stuff on paper. You start looking at things and you're like, and fear tries to creep in or maybe doubt or maybe anxiety. And you're like, you know, I, then I remember, you know what? God's always taken care of me in the past. He's taken care of me. And if he's done it before, he's going to do it again. That's right. You know, he's going to do it again. Um, and one thing for me, man, anytime I'm doing like a big project here within the ministry and I'm like, man, I start to kind of like question. One of the things that I do reflect back on is pastor's testimony. Yeah. When when God brought him to Lubbock, how he just stepped out. And I'm like, you know what? That anointing flows from the top down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll be all right. I can trust the Lord's going to. He's taking care of pastor in the beginning. He's taking care of everybody. We'll be fine. And, yeah. and just like you said earlier, even though, even, even though. though everything is stacked, stacked up against us, yeah. we're going to believe God because he's made a promise to That's us. That's right. And he's going to fulfill that promise. And he is in control. And so even though that happens... We're going to believe God. And that's what you have to do in every part of your life. Not just when it concerns ministry, 
but in your life itself because you're going to have struggles in relationships. You're going to have struggles within your family. You're going to have health issues mm -hmm. because we're not getting any younger, are we, Pastor Chris? No, man. I can't tell you that because <laughs> you're still young, buddy. But uh, <laughs> we're going to have health struggles as well. You know, it's hard sometimes to, to get up off that couch, yeah. right? Yeah. But we got to do it. And so we're going to have to trust God even with everything. So in everything that you are and everything that you do, you have to believe God and you have to do the thing that God has called you to do. Amen. Another thing that I've learned, pastors, is not only will, has God taken care of me in the past and take care of me in the future, but God will give me what I need. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've learned that from the past. Not what you want. You heard him. <laughs> yeah. What you need. You know, when, when, you're, when, when, when we were younger, you know. Yes, sir. Even younger than Pastor Kerry. Right, right. All right. Since he didn't call me young, but he called him young. But anyway. <laughs> when we were younger than Pastor Kerry. I got to tell the truth, Kerry, buddy. I got to tell the you truth. You know, we, we, we worried about stuff. Oh, my gosh. You know, what if I don't have a, you know, fast forward now, a couple of years. And uh, <laughs> come on now. I've learned he's given me what I need, you know, and it's helped me to minister to my kids. You know, as my kids are growing and as they're moving on with their life and they're getting into different seasons in their life, I'm able to minister to them and tell Amen. them, look, don't get into debt trying right. to get everything. Don't That's try right. to get into debt trying to get where I'm at or where uh, this person's at or where these other couples are. I know couples right now that got married, got the big house, got the big cars, got the this, got the that, got the, all the, got the educations, and they're not making it. Yeah. And they're struggling. Some of them are even getting out of what they studied for and into something else that pays more without the education because it doesn't pay. Okay? And they bit off a little bit too much than what they could chew. And there's nothing wrong with wanting stuff. But don't do it because you're panicking and you want everything now. Learn that God's going to give you what you want right. or what you need. And eventually he'll give you what you want if you trust him. Right. Okay. And I've learned that God will take care of us. Number three, I've learned that he will put me where I need to be. Amen. That's yeah. another thing that we kind of stress. Right. Oh, my gosh. I hope they, you know, as a young preacher back in the day, remember cassettes? Mm. How many remember cassettes? Yeah, you were talking about something and I was like. I had cassettes, buddy. Yeah, I had cassettes, man. Cassettes were MP3 cool, man. Players, yeah. Cassettes were cool. You had to, you know, like if you had a favorite song on the radio, you had to wait till it came on the radio. <gasps> there it is. <laughs> You'd press record. Anybody did that? Yeah. Man, I did that. Shoot. And then you know what? I what bugged me was the DJs would talk in the middle of your recording, man. I'm like, come on, dude. Did you do the voice, like the the Make voice, the voicemail, like the answering machines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo, what's up, this Carrie? I can't answer the phone right now. Yeah. Try to sound all cool. <laughs> Mixtapes. Yeah. Well, these 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 cassettes. Uh, man, what was I thinking, man? What was I talking about? Cassettes. <laughs> You're recording, man. <laughs> uh, okay, these cassettes. God is gonna put you where you need to be. Yeah, God's gonna put you where you need. Oh, I was a young preacher. So as young preachers, you know what young preachers did back in the day? You can tell it was a couple of years ago. Don't be laughing, Peter. You'll be there, man. Okay? As a young preacher, back in the day, I was so, I was so ambitious, so needing to say, hey, people need to know how good I can preach. 
People know, need to know how, how good a speaker I am, Pastor. For people need to know, they need to know where I'm at, man, because that many studios, they got me in the back, bro. <laughs> Cleaning floors and, and bathrooms. Bathrooms and stuff, man. <laughs> people need to know, you know, I never got to be on a broadcast. I was always behind the camera or just sweeping, you know, kind of being nosy as to what they're doing. I'm supposed to be a preacher, man. So what we did in the past was we would send out cassette tapes to every church and every preacher, man. Because <laughs> I needed to let them know where I was. But I've learned that God knows where you need to be. Amen. He knows what you're ready for and what yeah, you're not. That's right. What you can handle and what you can't. And I've learned now, now, now that I'm at the places, now I'm like, man, I wish I could be hanging out with the people in the back. Yeah. Just chilling, no stress, yeah, hanging I, out. I, I saw an fun. interview today in a podcast. It's a billionaire, and they asked him the question about, you know, uh, you know, God saying that in his word that a rich man can, can't, can't come into heaven. And he's like, you know what, I'm not going to talk against God. He said, I just know that if I was a young man and became a billionaire or a millionaire, he said, I probably wouldn't know how to act. That's right. He said, but I became this with God at an older or more mature state. That's right. And so that's what I think it, it, it amounts to is how mature are you, mm -hmm. right? How mature are you? Can you handle that? If a million bucks were to drop in your lap today, could you handle that? Yeah. Or would you be in debt by next year? Yeah. So those are the questions that we have to ask ourselves, and we have to be, we have to include God in every decision that we make. Mm -hmm. We have to do that. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things that we have to learn as believers, yeah. as disciples of, of Christ. Yeah. Those are the things that we have to learn. Here's another thing I learned. I've learned that he will bless me with those that I need at the moment. As a pastor, believe me, Pastor, sometimes uh, when you don't know no better, you will freak out when somebody leaves your life. <laughs> oh, my God, what's going to happen? Yeah, and it's important to learn now? how to let people go, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to learn how to let folks well, go. I've already too. told my wife, like, if she leaves me. Well, I didn't mean it like that. but <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm just letting y'all know. If my wife says one day she's leaving me, I'm packing my bag and I'm going with her. Oh, there you go. You know there what I'm saying? Go. So that's how tight we are. That's yeah. good, man. That's good. That's, that's all right. But I've, lear I've learned that, you know, hey, if you say, hey, pastor, it's my season. You know, that spiritual talk we get, it's my season's done here, man. And, you know, yeah. God's calling me and blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know, I've learned to say, hey, you know. Yeah. God knows who I need at the, at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Because my, my, my question is. My did, source is not them. My source is God. Yeah. My question is that. that did God tell pastor? Because he's the head of this church. Yeah. Yeah. Because there has to be some kind of confirmation. And that's what we don't understand because we get in our, in our feelings. Mm -hmm. It's all about me. But if the man of God heard it and then he told you, yeah. I believe it. Can you imagine all of the people that promised that they were going to be with him today? Man, we couldn't fit in this church. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to fit right now. But you know what? Uh, he trusted God. And now, watch what's going on. He's built up a leadership that can keep on ministering and keep on going. One of the things he, he, he told me years ago was, I want to get the church. Before, before I, I asked God to take me, I want to get the church to where it could keep on going and they don't even realize I'm gone. That was his goal. And, you know, 
he's been down on his health, yeah. but the church is still going, which was his goal, and God has honored that. It's keep going. It's kept going to where now when he comes back, he's just going to just jump right in, and we're going to keep on going. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Amen. That's powerful. Yes, sir. Amen. And I'm glad I get to be a part of that. But obedience is, is a key role that I've learned. I, I've learned, man, from, from past, just, just be obedient, man. Just be, and that's an attitude right there. Yeah. Be obedient, man. You know? Because uh, you, can, you can try to have a bad attitude and try to go against all kinds of things. You ain't hurting nobody but you. That's right. Because I know I sure ain't paying attention to you. That's right. <laughs> the only person miserable I used is to, you. Yeah. But I've learned not to. Right. And so I've learned that you're with the team. Let's go. You're without. You're not part of the team. I'm still going. Yeah. And God's going to be with me. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? That's right. I would rather you go with the right attitude. I would. Ra- it's so much more fun. You know, it's so much more fun. Uh. Just like I, I get here, you know, when I when I see people and things like that, oh great, you know, they're they're, they're back now, they're doing good now, they're you know, I mean, it's, it's just good, you know. But those are things that we learn from the past. Yes. Um, one thing that that um, Pastor mentioned to me uh, as we've been talking here um, from time to time when I go see him, one thing he shared with me, pastors, when we, he was in the hospital, he said this: it, this is something we can learn from the past and build for the future. He said, you know, going through this. I've had a lot of time to think and a lot of struggles that I've dealt with. And, and he shared this one thought with me. He said, I've come to understand and realize there's a lot of things that I spent a lot of time on that weren't worth spending time on. There was other people I should have been spending time with instead of. And you don't know that until you go through something that he went through. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. that's powerful. It is powerful. Pastor Kerry, um, I know that you... you um, got this uh, series going and things like that building for the future let's talk about that for a little bit we talked about learning from the past what are some things we can do man to to start building for the future not just ministry wise but personally what what can someone right now say hey because we're getting ready for the new year but got new year's resolutions all that stuff whatever and, and uh of course there's a, a, a lot of people that are going to make a lot of promises that aren't going to come through but let's let's talk about some real stuff some real stuff, okay? Not just stuff that we're going to quit by January 15th. What are some stuff that, that, that you believe as a church we can start building for the future? <clears throat> I think just flat out, first and foremost, is having a personal relationship with Jesus Amen. in his word. Yeah. That has to be priority for every person here, like just bottom line. And the reason why I say that is because when that happens, man, transformation happens and it's just an overflow to where we ain't got to recruit people to be able to help and serve and this that you're like man I want to be a part of it I want to help I want what, what can I do what are we doing how can we work together to do this I mean the word of God just literally had does that for us so for me and for us what I believe one of the first things that that should be a priority for all of us is man having that relationship with Jesus and here's why I say that Back in 2012, summer of 2012, um, when we were having youth down in the fellowship hall, we had grown to the fellowship yeah. hall. All right. I, I just that. made a challenge right when summer started in 2012. I said, hey, if anyone wants to get closer to God, 
let me know. I had one young man, Hezekiah Gallegos. He said, hey, man, I want to get closer to God this summer. I said, cool. This is what we're going to do. We're going to start a Bible book club. Every Sunday morning at 6 a.m., I, I would pick that. them up, and I would, we would go to Starbucks. Every Sunday morning from June all the way to the end of the year. Yep. All right. That, tra- that transition to six young men, and then it just kept adding and adding over the next couple of years. Why is that so important? Because what happened was those kids began to get into God's word, and they began to fill themselves up with God's word, and God began to mold them and transform them. From that birth, a lot of stuff that you saw back during that time, from the worship team developing to us putting on youth events to growth in the youth ministry, and I trace everything back to when the kids started having their own personal relationship with Jesus. And they were inspired by God to go out and, hey, reach your friends, reach your, reach your families, reach other kids from the community. And it all started because there was a group of kids who said, hey, I want to get closer to Jesus. How can I do that? It has to start there. It has to start there. That's what Amen. I believe. Amen. Building for the future, um, and, and, and this is a, a song that, uh, you know, what you're talking about, personal relationship with God. I, I like this. A uh, song by um, uh, Matt. Um, I don't know how you say his last name, Mayor. I don't know, but he just says uh, these are these are moments uh, nothing can replace. When heaven and earth meet face to face, when a broken heart begins to change, a word takes on flesh and soul finds faith. And he goes on. But here's a chorus. I, I, I love the attitude of this chorus. He says, "I just want to be in the room." Isn't that powerful? I just want to be in the room. Um, I just uh, want to be in the room when you move, and I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving until you do. I just want to be in the room. I want to be in the room when you move, and I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving until you do. In other words, the attitude of that song is powerful because, see, sometimes we get so ambitious in trying to do this and do that, whatever, but sometimes we just got to say, God, I just want to be in the room when you move, man. If I'm just there. If I'm not the head here, and if I'm not the head there, if I'm not under the lights, I, you know, that's great. But honestly, I just want to be in the room. Isn't that powerful? And I believe that in order to start to build, we have to have that attitude of, well, I, I want to know who's in charge, or I want to know if I'm going to do this. I, wanna, I just want to be here, man, in the room. Amen. When God moves, when God begins to move and God revival hits, I just want to be in the room. Yeah. If I get to be a part of the platform, great. If I don't, whatever. I just want to be in the room. And I think that's the beginning of having an attitude to begin to build for the future. Building for the future. And when I started here, guys, that's the attitude that I had. Yeah. I just want to be a part of it, man. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what happened to me when I started to come here. You know, I was a pastor on the east side of town, but I just wanted to come to church. I wanted to worship. I wanted to get lost in worship. I wanted to read my word and connect with God and get lost with worship. And, and, and it seems as though in these later years, these 2020s, uh, worship has kind of gotten a yeah. bad rap. Yeah. And uh, we're not getting lost in that worship. We're, we're too uh, caught up in how I look mm. or what I'm doing and not getting lost in the presence of God. And, and I yeah. think we need to hit that connection again, not only read our word on a daily basis, because if you're only reading your word on Wednesday and Sunday, I'm telling you right now, you're wrong. And when it comes to worship, it doesn't matter who's in the, on that guitar, behind those keys, behind those mics. 
man, you got to get lost in worship. Because that is for God, not for us. It's for God. And so, so those are the kind of the key elements that I believe that if we can tune, fine-tune in our Christian walk, I believe, man, we've got a strong future ahead of us. That's right. We, we, we're gonna, uh, we've been working on building some things, and we're planning some things, and, man, God is doing some great things. Uh, we want you to start asking God, God, what part do I play? What part do I play? And you're going to watch how God's going to begin to put you in, 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 in place. You know, when I first started, like I said, I was cleaning stuff. And, you know, there's different kind of people. There's different kind of people, different kind of leaders. There's those that wait until you tell them exactly what to do, and then they'll get to doing it. And then there's those that you're like, man, well, what do you want? I want to be a part of it. That's the kind of person I was. You know, I would hear that pastor was going to go preach in Brownfield. I was like asking him, hey, what time are you leaving? Can, can you pick me up? Can I go? <laughs> or, hey, uh, I'll, I'll carry your, back then we had briefcase. Can I carry your briefcase? <laughs> can I do something? No, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wait for them to say, hey, you want to go? Hey, you want to help? I was like, I'm there. I'm going. And I was part of everything. But that was just God setting up to begin yeah. to build some things. So um, one last comment you guys before we get hey uh i just wanted to let you know that you know god loves you we appreciate everything that you do for the church and and god loves you and how we show our love to god is when we serve his 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 kingdom and by serving his kingdom he's gonna let you know what you need to do uh and and so that's that's my my thing to you is that yes we are who we are today because of our past and and let not your past define who you think you are let your future define who god says you are yes and so that's what we have to do we have to look to god to identify through him amen i got a joke what's the difference now oh, no. <laughs> pastor janie was about to throw yeah, a stone at yeah, me dude. Yeah. she was serious yeah um no i would just say this man look we're here to build the kingdom of god like we're here to uh, our role as ministers is to equip the, the body and it's our responsibility I've always believed this is what I was taught hey we're here to build the kingdom of God reach people you know uh, fulfill the, like go out and do the great commission like that is our responsibility as a church in this community that's what we're called to do and that's something that you know we shouldn't take lightly we should do it and enjoy doing it and just reaching people as many people as we can because the reality is I truly believe Jesus is coming back soon and I'm trying Amen. to see as many people go when I go. So. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're getting together. We're building a series for January on the ministry of health, man. I, I, I encourage you in January to come on Wednesday nights. We're going to teach it on Wednesday nights, the ministry of health. It's powerful. You're going to find out how the ministry of helps. if you get in it, if, if you just start in the ministry of helps, God will use that to direct you to where you need to be. That's where I started, ministry of helps. And along the way... I learned how to do certain ministries to be able to do what I'm doing today, okay? So it's powerful. You're going to learn some great stuff. We're setting that up for January, and uh, I encourage you to get ready for that, okay? Nate, you ready? All right. I can't believe you waited for us, man. Wow, that's awesome. As we get ready to uh, close this down, uh, next week, uh, Brother Fabio is going to come. He's going to share with you. Uh,